I'm Alex. And I'm Molly. And we both run small businesses selling our artwork. We've been crafting our businesses for a while now, with lots of successes and failures along the way. In this podcast, we'll be sharing all of that with you. From social media to pricing items and everything in between, we want to help you craft your own successful business. It's time to get a little wild and a lot of spicy. So let's dive in. I made it. Hello. What's up? Not much. Very excited to uh, start recording at my new desk. Yes. I just got home from work and I immediately changed it to comfy clothes. So Love it. I've been in the same sweater all day. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so before we start, I want to introduce a new segment to the podcast. I think I'm so fancy. I want to, because this whole podcast is about sharing like every part of our business and not just the positives. So I wanted to do something every week where one of us shares something bad and one of them shares something good that happened to us this week as far as business stuff. I don't have a great name for that because... I'm horrible at coming up with names. So for now, we'll just call it a good and a bad, I guess, until we come <laughs> up with something better. I'm going to share a bad and then we'll end on a good note and you can share a good. Cool. Um, so my bad, I already told you about and sent you the screenshot of today because it made me <laughs> very upset. I got a really bad, which means a one star review on my Etsy store from someone who I tried so hard to please. I sent them a refund, like a full refund. I sent them replacements. I sent them free gifts. I like kept up my communication, yada, yada. And sometimes you just can't please people no matter how hard you try. So that really sucked this week. But it's one review and I'm not going to let it get to me too much. So now yeah. tell me your, your good thing. So my good thing is that I finally reached 1,500 followers on Instagram. I'm very, very excited about that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even notice. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. I feel like my Instagram game has kind of just been like stuck for a while, you know, in, in terms of the numbers of followers. And I ran a couple Instagram ads and boom, people just started following. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, my Instagram has also been stuck for a very long time. And I think that's probably due to algorithm changes. But we'll talk about that in a different episode, because that <laughs> is literally an entire episode in and of itself. I'm with okay. you on that one. My numbers have been crawling the past couple of months. It has been exhausting to watch. But <gasps> I, I mean, we'll definitely talk about all the features that Instagram has in another episode. But really, like, God, you know, you, you wouldn't think that like follower numbers mean so much, but when you hit a milestone, you're like, all right, now I actually feel good about this. Now I can get some closure and move on to the next goal. I was just re-listening to our goals episode where we kind of stressed <laughs> not to get caught up in numbers because I needed a reminder because <laughs> I'm already falling back into getting upset over not seeing as much growth as I feel like I should have. We're going to need to keep each other accountable and listeners, followers, keep us accountable as well. We can yes. uh, all help each other. <laughs> yes, for real. Well, this week's episode is going to be all about our studio spaces and how we made them, what we like about them. And you just moved. So I know that you have a brand new studio set up. I'm really excited to hear about. Yes. So I just moved this past weekend and I'm currently still trying to set up the studio. My partner and I moved into a two bedroom apartment. So the second bedroom is his office in the daytime and then my office at night, kind of like the best of both worlds. And it's been really fun to sort of like figure out 
how to incorporate both of our occupations into the space, but it's also been really, really challenging. So I would love some of your insight into what's worked for you so I can sort of make the space mine in a way. I have sort of the same setup. Greg also gets, he gets a corner of the room and I get it. (laughs) I get it 24 seven, but he gets his corner like half of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's the same kind of thing where he has a desk in there that he can use. And then the rest of the room is for me. But my craft also takes up a ton of space just by the nature of having to have a giant table to pour things on and resin needing its own separate space. So I know that our studio spaces are pretty different because I actually don't even know how much room you like typically have to do your stuff because I know now you've got probably a few different printers and things too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I have my Cricut, my roller printer, and then my regular photo printer. Oh my gosh. Um, when I was in my old apartment, I was using uh, one of those fold-up tables, like the six-foot ones that you use at craft fairs. And let me tell you, I had absolutely no space to actually work. So my work would end up going into the kitchen or into the living room. And it just, my entire apartment became my studio at that point. Oh yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I've definitely been there. I've had angels of roommates that have allowed me to do that. You know, I would just like be sitting on the couch and I'm like, oh my God, why is there sticker paper stuck on my thigh? Or, oh, here's like another needle just casually <laughs> hanging out on the floor. Like, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> no, I have the same problem even now that I have a dedicated space for things. I still end up being like, why do I have all of these items, things to finish my products with or shipping labels and stuff just all around? They're everywhere all the time. So I try to keep it to my space. I guess that's my only tip is really just try your best. Keep it in your studio space. Try your hardest to keep it in its spot because even when you have the dedicated space for it now, mine tends to migrate a lot. Definitely be organized, have a system, you know, even if it's okay, I'm going to take only the things that I need out. And as soon as I'm done with them, I put them back in their place. It's going to make your life so much easier. It really will. I don't generally follow that rule, but I wish that I did. (laughs) I wish that I did because when I can actually keep my space clean, it is much easier to use. But you just moved into a new place. So did you have to buy anything different? Tell me about how you picked things for your organization. Tell me where you buy things from, where you don't buy things from, stuff like that. So I totally redid my space. Basically, I'm going to paint you a picture of what my old office looked like and how I kind of want to change things up. Okay. I had a little den area where I had the fold-out table with all of my printers, all of my mats, a bulky sort of storage thing from the container store that's supposed to hold stickers, but didn't even hold half of them. A shelf with a bunch of different papers and then an ottoman with all of my cross-stitch stuff, all of my hoops, all of my fabrics, and then a mess in between those two things. So this time around, I actually just purchased one of those L-shaped desks on Amazon and I can provide the link somewhere in my profile It's awesome. It fits the space perfectly. And the side part where the L is can be changed on either side. So we can figure out where it's going to go sort of in the moment. And then I went to Michael's and I got a whole bunch of containers, a whole bunch of storage stuff because they're having such good deals. It's like 25 to 30% off of rolling carts and storage, 
shelving, really like anything that you could want. So really, I've been spending all my money at Michael's. <laughs> I spend way <laughs> too much money in that store. And it seems like you're getting such a great deal because I always have coupons. I'm sure that yeah. you are, but that's definitely like a psychological trick to have like things quote unquote on sale that really you shouldn't have paid that much for them to begin with. <laughs> but how did you make sure that you weren't really going to overspend? So that's something that I'm still trying to work on. I think what I'm doing is I made so many lists of, okay, what are things that I absolutely need? What are things that I might need? And what are things that I, I think I need? But really, when I think about it for a couple minutes, I'm like, no, I don't need this. I'm trying to be more minimalistic because I'm certainly not that in any capacity, but because I'm sharing the space with Charlie, like I want to be um, conscious of his needs and keeping the space clean. So I figure the less I have, the easier it'll be to sort of maintain. That is for sure. And I also <laughs> want to talk about my space too, because I yes. didn't move as recently as you, but I have moved into sort of a new space now. I've been in it for six months-ish, and we have some notes on the show every uh, time that we record. So one of our notes is uh, expand as your business expands, which is definitely what I ended up doing. Maybe not by choice, but it worked out really well. So before I moved into my apartment now, I was in grad school, so I had roommates and I was sharing a space, so I didn't have a dedicated room or area, really. What ended up happening in the last place that I lived in was that I took over the living room, but then as my business grew, I ended up taking over the dining room, and then it grew some more, and I took out the porch area, and then it grew some more, and I was expanding into my bedroom. Like It just kept getting worse and worse because I didn't have any room, so moving, I made sure that I would have an extra bedroom, like an entire room that I could fill with my stuff. I don't think that's necessary unless you're doing something that really does take up a lot of space. Like I said, my stuff is fluid pours that you have to have a big area just to pour in and resin that needs its own space away from everywhere else in your house. So that's why I needed like a dedicated space. And I definitely ended up expanding as my business expanded. Honestly, if I could take a second room now, even only having been here for six months, I would take a second room because I'm already expanding. Just the stuff that I store is already expanded into our laundry room and our outdoor patio little closet and pretty much anywhere I can fit it anymore. So <laughs> I would love a second room, but that's not going to happen for a little while. Yeah. So how do you manage, you know, having all of that stuff and sort of just expanding into different parts of the house? It's a lot. Honestly, I have to make some strategic decisions about what I'm going to buy and store. For example, bubble wrap. I use a lot of that and mm -hmm. I want to buy it in bulk because it's cheaper that way. But buying it in bulk means that I get like three or four giant rolls of bubble wrap delivered to my apartment, probably two maybe even like three feet in diameter they're huge and so there's nowhere for me to put those so I have to kind of trade off between saving the money and having no space and having it take over my living space and sacrificing a few dollars to keep my work separate from my house which is already mm -hmm. hard enough so most of the time I make the decision to not save the money and save my sanity instead Sometimes that's what you have to do. I think that's the right choice. Yeah. But like I said, if I could take the second bedroom, I definitely would. I would say in general, though, probably try to plan for more space than you think you'll need because I feel like I kind of expand to fit the space. I'm like a, what is it, like a, like a blob. Like I'm just going to expand yeah. until I don't have anywhere else to go. I personally would say plan for more space than you think you need. 
No, I agree with that. I also just feel like sometimes it is so difficult to know how your business is going to expand and what you'll actually need. And it's okay to buy things later on. Another thing that I was also thinking about for my office space and just making the most of your space is like use the walls, get a pegboard to hold supplies or get shelves. They're there for a reason. Like they hold up the apartment, but like that's also valuable space that you can use. Yes, that is a very good idea. I feel like I finally capitalized on that by getting shelves for my new space that are filled with crap at all times. So obviously they're working. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to say yes, that shelves are a good idea. Yes. General consensus. Yes. Shelves are an awesome idea for anyone, even if your stuff is like mine and it's not necessarily like small, there's always stuff I can fit on my shelves. And what are some things that you would say have sort of been a miss for you? Uh, Honestly, I found a way to use most of it I don't know. That's kind of tough for me because most of what I have, I definitely have used in some way, even if I didn't think it was the way I thought it was going to. I did buy at one point one of those rolling carts because I thought that that would Mm -hmm. be super helpful. When I was in a smaller space, it was. Now that I have more room, I really don't use it all that much. I used to use it to dry pieces on or hold my containers of paint and stuff. But now that I have, I guess, more floor space. I don't know. Or maybe just because I have the shelves now, I have the vertical space we talked about. I don't use that cart as much. So it was good for when Mm -hmm. I needed it. But now it's kind of just taking up space. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that the storage thing that I was talking about from the container store, total waste of money and space. It's very bulky. I mean, I love the container store. Don't get me wrong. I love trying to pretend like I'm organized and all that when I'm really not. Huge waste of space. Didn't really fit half of the products that I had. Took up table space, which is why I got this portable sort of holder for Michaels that has very deep boxes that go within this big box that you can sort of just transfer. It's so much easier. It's it's been a lifesaver. I have like three of those and I'm stacking those and organizing them. So all I have to do is go to that specific box and just, you know, fulfill orders easier. Uh, it just makes my life so much easier. So smart. <laughs> it took time though. I mean, <laughs> I'm very stubborn. I think I still have that 64 shelf or whatever the drawer thing from the container store. I'm just so stubborn. I don't want to throw it away, but I know I need to. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that. So that's why like <laughs> we advise not to get too overexcited and figure out what you're actually going to need first because I feel like I've sort of tried to do that and I haven't ended up with too many misses which is great yeah yeah and also you're going to be saving money in the long run if you do just take a minute to sort of think about what you need and get organized and plan things out because you don't want to have to deal with items that you're not going to use or returning them it's just so much more hassle than necessary yeah And so we have these really great spaces now, especially since we both sort of recently moved into new places, but we didn't Mm -hmm. always have an area that was so great. So for anyone who is just starting out, let's talk a little bit about what we think we need. So I'm going to let you go first and talk about maybe more specifically anyone who is doing stickers, embroideries, things like that. What do you absolutely think somebody needs? Sure. So I definitely think that a tabletop that's more sturdy, whether that's a desk or just a table, make that your working space. Make sure that you clear that off as much as possible so you're able to sort of just like get in the zone. I also think that having a shelf or having like a bookcase or a cart, whatever you need to hold your 
Cricut or Silhouette or your printers or, you know, your paper specifically for stickers, just have it all in one place organized. And then for embroidery, I would say keep your fabrics maybe in that cart, have a place where you can sort of hang up your hoops. So something like a pegboard is really helpful or even on the shelf is great. And Michael's also sells these boxes that you can um, organize your thread colors in. Highly recommend. Oh yeah, I've seen huge, so many people. Huge game changer. I've seen so many people with those, and they decorate them and make them all cute and organized. Oh, yeah, I love seeing like the before a- and afters of people organizing their threads. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so satisfying. You're like, oh my gosh, it's like beautiful and ombre and just so pretty. You know, it doesn't stay like that, but it's nice. Yeah, of course, it never <laughs> stays as nice. Just with mine, it doesn't stay as nice. And so for me, no, my area is a lot different. Alex, it sounds like yours could definitely. be be something like the kitchen table or a side table in a room somewhere and a cart that you can move in and out, you know, wherever you need to go. So it doesn't need to be this giant space. You don't have to have a ton of space just to get creative, which is great. Totally. Uh, Unfortunately, mine requires a little more space. (laughs) But honestly, I think there is a way to make it work, even if you don't have a lot of room. When I was working out of just the living room, when I was in grad school, I did that. I mean, that was my setup for three years, I think, like almost three years, was just working straight out of like my own home space. Um, Mentally, probably not the greatest, but I made it work. So for me, the biggest things for fluid pours and for resin was to reuse an old shower curtain liner, like the clear ones that Mm. are kind of shiny, because the paint and the resin peels off of it. So I laid that down on the floor And then in all of my spaces, I had probably like a four foot by four foot area of the floor that was for pouring. Got a little crazy with the resin because you've got to keep it separate. But I also would take Tupperware bins, just big Tupperware bins, and have everything set in there. So I would work outside and then move it all inside in the Tupperware. Then when it was finished, bring it outside to release the gas that's accumulated on the inside of the Tupperware and then put it away. So with that, it's a little less portable, but I was still able to have a small area of my house that was for paint that nobody could touch. And then a few Tupperware bins that I could move wherever I needed them to while the pieces inside of them set. Wow. So it seems like you really used a lot of home, you know, items or things that you had around the house. Yeah, I try to do that a lot. I think I'll probably do that. I'll probably have some kind of content at some point on Instagram, most likely, because that's where I make most of my content, talking about everything I reuse, because I do reuse a lot of it. And I think a lot of people get scared by using resin art or even fluid pours, because it can get really expensive to get all of these things that people say that you need to start. And I found that you don't need most of it. So I want to cover like what I reuse, not only trying to be like more environmentally conscious, And also trying to save some money. So I'll probably do that eventually. I'm sure I'll write it down and then forget about it for like a month. But if someone reminds me, I'll do it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm definitely all about, you know, trying to be environmentally friendly, trying to be kind to my wallet and also just know what I need. So what I'll try to do is sometimes I'll reuse cardboard for bobbins where I can wrap around the thread that I'm using and just put it in the box or organize it in a different way. I have countless shoe boxes that I've used to sort of organize paints and strings and different types of paper. So I think we're kind of in the same boat. Yeah, there's so much to reuse. I will say mm-hmm. my probably number one is 
old glass jars. Instead of recycling them, mm-hmm. I reuse them for paint. It's awesome. I'm totally going to show them off. They all look super gross, but oh, which reminds <laughs> me that I used to store those in my closet at some point. Man. Oh wow. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was a time. I will say like it's not impossible to have a small working space. But you really do have to be prepared to expand because I just spent so much time because mine is so kind of finicky. I spent so much time going between outside doing resin, putting it in the Tupperware bin, putting the Tupperware bin outside, picking up where the paint was in the way. You know, like so much of it was reorganizing to try not to have it encroaching on my living space. That moving mm-hmm. just made it so much easier. I can close the door and keep everything in there. Not that I ever close the door yeah. or keep everything in there, but I could if I tried a little harder. <laughs> like hypothetically, the idea of having a, you know, work life balance and separation is nice yeah but in reality I don't know about that I just don't think I've ever ever had one unless a balance is like 80% work 20% life because that's I think where I usually sit but eh, we're working on it we're working on it Okay, so we're going to take a little break real quick from this episode. I have another segment that I want to introduce this time. So I have asked for some questions on Instagram, and I'll probably continue to do this every so often just to get some more frequently asked questions from y'all. I am going to give you, Alex, a question. I want you to answer it in 15 seconds or less. That is an arbitrary rule that I made up because I think it'll make it more fun. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're ready, I'm going to give you a question. I will count down in my head and that'll be our timer. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So my question of the day for you is what is the best way to get product pictures? I love to use natural light. I like to use a uniform background and sometimes I'll add some fun drawings from Procreate. Boom. That was perfect. And that was totally under 15 seconds. And now back to our episode on studio spaces. Oh, I've got a good question. What do you want, since you just moved, I know that you're probably pretty satisfied with where you are right now, but what do you want? What's your dream for like a creative space in the future when you have or unlimited money, unlimited like resources? What do you want? Oh, that's such a good question. I would definitely like my own office. If not, maybe something like, you know, like a man cave, but for women to just have so much storage and one of those cool closets that like you just open up but it's just beautiful craft supplies yes. like I think that's the dream yes. like just take a, just take any picture on Pinterest of nice storage and I'll just take that but in a big space <laughs> how about you yeah your own creative <laughs> she shed I I'm similar <laughs> I think I want pretty much the same thing mine has a little bit more specifics because I want something where I can resin that is separate from everything else I want to say that I'm like not super picky and it's okay if it's just like two rooms in a house at some point. But no, this is my dream. So what my dream really is, is to have my own standalone studio with multiple rooms in it. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, but it would be great. I want somewhere with lots of light, but also doors so I can close off resin spaces, but also ventilation. Yeah, like, so like <laughs> ventilation, areas where I can control the temperature really well, like... It's a big dream, but I do eventually, no matter what it ends up looking like, the goal is to have a completely separate building. So even if it's just like a shed in my backyard, I want something totally separate from my house. 
Hey, that sounds like an awesome idea. I can't wait to see you do that in a couple of years uh, and we can craft together. In your <laughs> yeah, give me like a decade <laughs> and then you can come up to North Carolina and have the time of your life in my she shed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I've got for this episode. So I think until next time. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs>